Scott Story, and welcome to my podcast, Despite the Limits. After more than 30 years of serving in the Army Special Operations, first in the Ranger Regiment, and then as a Green Beret, and finally closing out in the Civil Affairs Regiment, I decided it was time to retire, and I quickly learned that change was hard. It was inevitable, but it was also doable. I've created this podcast so that we could walk through this journey together. After all, change is challenging no matter what the reason is, whether it's from a career shift or just the chaos of life itself. And if you're going to do it, you need to keep developing as a leader. My intent for this podcast is to help you navigate your own change through leadership development and to realize that you can succeed despite the limits. So let's go. Welcome to episode three of Despite the Limits podcast. If you were with me in my first episode, you'll recall that I told you a little about my childhood and what I learned from wearing leg braces to treat the hip dysplasia that I was born with. Yes, my early elementary school days resembled those of the movie character Forrest Gump. And this early limitation fostered a love for comic book heroes that remains with me today. Now look, I don't have a preference between the Marvel or the DC universes, and I enjoy watching the Avengers or the Justice League with equal enthusiasm. These stories just seem to have a way of illustrating points that can be very helpful to us if we can move beyond the visual stimulation of them all. Now one of my favorite characters is the Incredible Hulk. My first live-action exposure to the Hulk came from the TV show where bodybuilder Lou Ferrigno played the massive green character. Of course, the Hulk is a mainstay character in the Avengers movies, but the movie version I most remember was released in 2008. And interestingly enough, it is the villainous Major Blonsky that sticks in my mind. You know, sometimes we can learn from the villain of the story just as much as we can learn from the hero. Early in the movie, there are soldiers and they're fighting the Hulk and and the Hulk defeats them readily. But Blonsky walks right up to the green monster and says... Is that it? Is that all you got? Spoiler alert, it does not end well for him. The Hulk kicks him across the campus, breaking every bone in his body, and he goes on to become the supervillain known as the Abomination. Now, earlier in my life, I related to this character, Major Blonsky. I would face a challenge, I would meet it, I would overcome it, and then I would look back and I would say, Is that it? Is that all you got? I mean, any major accomplishment I had, I looked back and I thought that, was that all there was? Whether it was airborne school, ranger school, survival school, the special forces qualification, is that it? Is that all you got? You see, I saw each of these schools and, and challenges as a means to an end, and finishing each one produced a tangible award. I got a badge, a tab, or a beret to wear as part of my uniform and to show the world just how awesome I was. The problem was, these were just things, and they weren't really the point of the experience at all. What these schools and events were supposed to do for me was to instill in me a desire to grow, to develop a growth mindset, which is the exact thing I want to talk to you about today. You see, I grew up in a small town in South Texas, and though I played sports, I was never much more than an average athlete. I was also an active member of the Future Farmers of America and a competitive debater and speaker. And it was speaking that really interested me. I thoroughly enjoyed preparing and presenting speeches. And it didn't matter whether they were prepared speeches or extemporaneous ones. 
Like, I even won a scholarship for extemporaneous speaking, and it paid for my first semester of college. In those days, my favorite book was See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. His writing was my first introduction to the idea of a growth mindset, though I didn't realize it at the time. Many of his stories have stuck with me through the years, and I've recounted them numerous times. One is about growth and why growth is important. In his book, Ziegler tells of a young boy speaking with his grandfather who was an expert gardener. I think this story has resonated with me because my grandpa Campbell was also an expert gardener and a master orchard keeper. But I digress. Anyway, the story goes that the young boy is with his grandfather, and the grandfather asks him to look out at his garden and tell him what he sees. And the young boy looks very, very carefully at the garden, and he sees how straight the furrows are, and he notices that the garden is weed-free, and he sees the precise placement of each plant in the garden. And the only thing that he can think of is that his grandfather has worked really hard in the garden. But unfortunately, his grandfather is disappointed in his answer, and he tells the boy, I had hoped that you would notice that when the vegetables finished growing, they started to rot. That is a powerful statement. This idea applies to us as human beings as much as it applies to the vegetables in a garden. However, for us, it is a lifelong process that, unlike the vegetables in a garden, we get to be active participants in. In fact, we must be active participants in our ongoing growth. This is what John Maxwell calls the law of intentionality in his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And I'll be honest, it is something that I have struggled with for years. Like I said earlier, I always viewed schools as a means to an end. Now don't get me wrong, I applied myself to every course I ever took, but each time I finish something, especially any arduous army-type training, I would look back like the Hulk's adversary Major Blonsky and say, is that all you got? Sure, I was able to rise to the challenge, but I failed to recognize the growth I gained through it, and more importantly, I failed to recognize my need to keep on growing. Like so many other people, maybe even you, I spent some time just letting my life happen to me without any kind of an intentional plan for my personal growth. Now, now I will admit that this is sort of baked into our early process of life. I mean, our child development starts with this kind of a natural progression. We're born, we eat, we play, and each day we get a little bigger and stronger, and, and, and we learn a little bit more, and growth just kind of happens. But at some point in our life, we start a formal education process, and it is, it is here that we need to be active participants in our growth if we want to reach our full potential. If we want to reach that potential, we need to develop a growth plan and carry it on through until the day that we die. Now, sometimes we hesitate to start because we are uncertain about where the path may take us. Or we may be overwhelmed by the obstacles of even just starting the process itself. It reminds me of a story about a group of boys who were taking turns balancing on a railroad track and competing with each other to see who could get the furthest down the rail. Now the boy who could go the furthest was the least athletic one of the bunch. 
and everybody wanted to know what his secret was. How could he get so far? He didn't play any sports, he wasn't physically fit, and yet he could walk further down the rail than anybody else. So one day, they just finally asked him, how did he do it? And he told them, you guys look at your feet when you're walking on the rail. I can't see my feet, so I look as far down the road as I can, and when I get to that part of the track, I can see further. You see, this boy had mastered a key concept of growth. He looked at where he wanted to go, and he just started walking. And when he got there, he looked further down the track, and he continued to press on. Have you ever stood on a railroad track and just looked down at your feet? All you can see is rust and stinkweed. I find the same kind of thing when I'm hiking in the mountains. If I look at my feet trying to avoid a fall, I only see mud and rocks and roots, and I completely missed the beautiful vistas that drew me onto the trail in the first place. You know, the same holds true for your personal growth. And that's my desire for you as we journey together. You don't need to have everything figured out. Simply start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. But by all means, start today. Start right now. One other thought about personal growth. If you really want to grow, you're going to have to examine yourself and admit where you've been wrong. We have this idea in society today that experience is the best teacher, but I'm here to tell you that is false. It is evaluated experience that is the best teacher. In the Army, we use the After Action Review, or the AAR, to do this. And while those are focused on group action, adopting this concept on an individual level is valuable. Because practice doesn't make perfect, it only makes more practiced. And if you've never evaluated how you're doing and you continually do something wrong, it's not going to bring any growth. I think sometimes we avoid evaluating our performance because we don't want to admit that we're wrong about something. I mean, I've often wondered, why do we hesitate to admit it when we're wrong? It, it's like if we don't say it out loud, then it isn't true. We think that we can keep our shortcomings to ourselves and nobody will know. And I think this is particularly true when we're the designated leader. The funny thing is, though, everyone around us already knows when we're wrong. So when we admit it, we don't reveal our shortcomings, but rather we prove that we're smarter today than we were yesterday when we didn't know them or we refuse to admit our failures. And that, my friends, is powerful. Hey, one final thought for today. If you're trying to get to the next level in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's your career or relationships or just life in general, realize that you shouldn't just go to the next thing, but rather you should grow to the next thing. In their book, The Peter Principle, authors Lawrence Peter and Raymond Hull explain this concept in which people tend to rise to the level of their incompetence because they get promoted based upon the skills from their previous roles, which don't necessarily transfer into their new role. And the book was actually written as a satire, but it has been popularized, and it revealed several serious problems with how people are promoted, and therefore it has been the subject of commentary and research for decades. Is the Peter Principle inevitable? Will you rise to your level of incompetence? 
I don't think it has to be that way. But to prevent it, you have to choose to develop a personal growth plan. Don't go to the next level. Grow to the next level. This doesn't have to be complicated. Like I said earlier, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. When you overcome a big challenge, don't look at it and ask, is that it? Is that all you got? Rather ask, what did I learn and how can I keep learning from this? You see, these challenges aren't blocks to be checked off, but rather stepping stones to further our development in a lifelong journey. I want to join you in your journey to grow, so I'm going to keep making and releasing content like this. I ask if this is resonating with you, please leave a comment, like, and subscribe wherever it is that you consume your podcast. And if you're interested in having me speak with your group or to do some one-on-one coaching, I'll leave a link in the description so you can check out my website and you can reach out to me that way too. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks for letting me join you for a part of your journey. Look, as you're striving to become a leader, remember that challenges make life interesting, but overcoming them makes it meaningful. You can succeed despite the limits. Until next time, friends.